With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to the Miles Mikulski podcast, where we talk to some of your favorite artists and talk all things music-related, mainly hip-hop, but, you know, we might have to fling in a few things along the way. If you enjoy any of the content, make sure you follow me on socials at Miles Mikulski. Basically, it's in my name. If you're listening to it right now, you'll be able to see my name right there. I ain't going to spell it out because that's kind of long still. But follow me on socials to keep updated on who the next guest will be in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Mars Mikulski podcast. I am joined by someone who is going to take R&B to the next level. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, I'm not even trying to bubble it too much though. I'm wow. just, I'm just saying, I'm just That's saying. Big. Big. Introduce yourself for the people. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. My name is Amiko. That's E-M-I-K-O. I'm a singer-songwriter from West London. And as Mal said, I'm here, <laughs> here to take over. Now I'm playing, but yeah. I'm not going to lie, the energy level just bubbled up in it. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people right now, I've started playing your music from about November when I first met you. Yeah. Um, shout out Andor for sending the music. Shout out to you for, for playing that, man. I always see you plugging and supporting. Look at it, man. When the music's good, I'll play it. If the music, if you sent you. me a tune that was a bit, uh, yeah. I'd have to be like, yo. And I, no, and I appreciate it. See that. this one here, you'll have to put it on pause for a second. <laughs> but nah, let's, talk, let's talk. So a lot of people right now would have heard a couple of the tunes I've played. Yeah. And there's only so far about two. I played well, Are You Down and Carefree. Mm-hmm. They're the only two we've played so far. I know you've got a few other tracks as yeah. well. But for the people out there who want to learn the mindset of where you're coming from, mm. who are you? It sounds like I'm sticking on you, but who are you? I am just a kid who grew up um, in West London who has always, always loved music. I think my love for music is, is more than a love, it's, it's, it's me. Yeah. I can't describe myself in any other way. I can't remember when I started singing, all I know is that I've always sang. Yeah. Um, it's a passion, something that I'm serious about, something that I just can't get rid of as a part of me. Yeah. Um, but ironically, I was always shy as a kid. So shy, insecure, uh, never really used to sing, apart from my, uh, in front of my immediate family. So at home, I was always singing. Yeah. Outside, I was always singing, but no one knew I could sing. Yeah. I'll be walking down, down the street, I'll be singing. I'm on the bus, I'm singing, but no one knew I could actually sing. Yeah. So I've always had this sort of secret um, borrowed in my in my heart. And then when I hit 17, yeah. I said to myself, you can't keep on doing this. You know that you want to sing, you know this is what you want to do. Yeah. Open up for an audition for an open mic, invited my friends, some of them who have known me for like 10 years. And I sang for the first time and obviously they had never heard me before. What was their reaction though? crazy they were like how could you not have told us this how do we even not even know um but yeah and ever since i made that decision i told myself if there was any situation where i didn't want to perform or do something music related i had to do it yeah so since then i've just been kind of performing more and growing more in confidence okay what kind of made you obviously you said you were shy when you were younger but what kind of made you feel like at 17 that was the time to break out because you know some people, they, they have a lot of talents, yeah. but they'll get to like 30 and they'll be like, I should have done that. Whereas yeah. you decided to make that jump and then you're where you are now. Do you know what it is? I think 16 and 17 were what was around the time where I was coming into my identity. I wasn't yeah. there yet, 
but I was finally, I had set down the foundation of it and I kind of knew who I was as a person. Yeah. Because I feel as in my childhood, I didn't really know. And so that was kind of the turning point. Uh, I knew I needed to do something. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Uh, funny enough, there was an app called Keek. I don't even remember Keek. I do, but I, thought, I swear people slept on that app. Yeah, yeah, it slept. It went to bed itself. It went, it gone. It's yeah, gone now. But I, here now. I just used to do like funny videos on it. Okay. Uh, I must have been like jokingly singing yeah. on it. And then one of my friends from my school, they heard like a little note and they were like, whoa, I think this guy can sing. And I went yeah. to school the next day. I'm like, oh, they were pointing at me. I was like, what's going on? They were like smiling and pointing. I was like, you can sing, you can sing. And I was like, flip sing. I don't know how I found <laughs> out. But it was from like a single less than two seconds yeah, yeah. Note that they had heard and then they were like pushing me pushing me to kind of sing in front of them and i was like okay cool you know what i'll do this yeah, yeah. open my thing so. i think so going from that then because i know like sometimes school it can be a it could be a, a tricky place for people that are creative yeah. because yeah. if someone don't get they're gonna give the other person heat mm. so luckily for you you're in a circle where you had people that you know were supporting your work especially yeah. in all boys school yeah yeah because that's a different story how do you know ah, man. i do my research <laughs> so i went to an all boys school and then i went to so 16 17 i was in sixth form yeah so i went to holland park okay so, mixed, so yeah. that was mixed but yeah i went to yeah all boys school um predominantly rapping that yeah. was happening that was the scene still is now to be honest and my older brother was a rapper as well so he was kind of like the guy that was known around the school okay shot in mixtapes um, but remember the days, man. Oxford Circus was a myth. Yeah, you could never get past there. Yeah, I didn't even know what Oxford Circus was back then. I was just, no, I lied. I did, I did. But yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people, my friends now are are supportive of it. Yeah, yeah. And but they they had no reason to be supportive when I was in secondary school because they didn't know what I was doing. That's true. That's true. But I would have. I like to think that they, they would have yeah. been there for you. <laughs> I mean, that's what we all like to hope, you know. Yeah. And so far, they're still your friends now, right? Ooh, from secondary ooh. school no wait from secondary school Woo! I have a <laughs> secondary school probably have like four or five four people that I still speak to okay fair that's, that's not too bad I think for the most part once you get past uni it's like that yeah it's, 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 <laughs> you get to like 21, 22 you're like, it's just life life happens and you move on yeah but you might see them in five, ten years yeah be a different person though yeah <laughs> but um right so talking about that right so I'm trying to get through like the origins of the story before yeah. we start talking about now and what's to come and yeah. other things right but like who was that influence for you? Because R and B, that's like when, you, like for example, you're saying 16, 17, yeah, yeah, that's not that long ago. No, back then R and B was kind of in a decline, yeah. so a lot of people were going back to old school, maybe 2000s, Jarwood, the Shanty, them kind of days. Ain't talking about Jarwood though. Mm. That's pushed to one side. But those type of influences, music, Soul Child, um, the guy that we can't talk about anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's lo- there was, like there's other people as well, yeah. and even further back into like mm-hmm. Motown. So. What R&B vibe or any vibe yeah. with music did you resonate with? It's funny, even when people say like, I'm an R&B artist now, like I understand that because I'm heavily influenced by R&B. And I think, uh, but growing up, I listened to a lot of soul. Okay. Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Al Green, that sort of thing. Um, and in terms of people that really helped kind of nurture my own voice and push me to do music, artists like Michael Jackson is a big okay. one. Lauren Hill, Erica Badu, um, Brandy, um, Chris Brown. Especially for me, Brandy was more about, okay, so you can sing, but what can you do with the singing now? Yeah, yeah. The textures, the riffs, how can you play with your voice? Um, I love rock. And I think sometimes there's elements of like this 
raspiness that I have in my voice that yeah. I've used from rock listening to like Kings of Leon my favourite song from Kings of Leon 17 um, so it's like an array of different music okay uh, but my sound organically is soulful yeah when you hear me sing it's like oh yeah you can hear the soul in that but it's what I do with it then you can just whatever genre you can kind of manipulate your voice to suit yeah, yeah. it best so and that's what I've been kind of doing now what I've been working on and just when I'm writing as well I just yeah. find inspiration from different things so what do you see yourself as then because you've got like drawing different sounds and you're saying you know, it's funny that people see you as an R&B artist because that's what you're you know more yeah. gravitating towards what do you see yourself as for me, it's a mixture of two things, the yeah. old and the new. So I grew up, like, as I said, watch, uh, listening to a lot of old school music. Yeah. Like, literally, um, it was very, like, I was just always back, back in time. Um, but then what I'm trying to do now is bring the fresh kind of modernity that we have here, the fresh buzz that's happening now and mixing it with the old school. So when you listen to a certain track, you're like, oh, this guy is different. He's new. But at the same time, he gives you that old school feel. Yeah. So it's just a combination of those two things. And I think I understand like the whole R&B category and all the things like that. But um, and I love R&B music, but then I don't want it to limit me. Yeah. Because there's so many different genres that I think. I yeah. Can, yeah. Or even find making a genre of my own. So I mean, yeah, I think that's the best way. To, <laughs> I mean, that was such a good answer. It's like the yeah. best way to look at it because the end of the day, I don't think many artists these days will like to stay in the lane that they're in. They always yeah. want to break out. Yeah, or you, not necessarily even moving from the lane, but adding different things to the lane that you're already in. Yeah, because that that's what makes you kind of stand out as well. Yeah. I think. All right, let's take you back to your uh, first tune yeah. they ever released publicly. Yeah. What was the name and? Uh, why was that the right time to release the track? Um, so I released that track last year yeah. uh, in June, 18th of June to be precise. Yeah. It was actually supposed to be, uh, be released on the 17th, which hey, is my birthday. It doesn't, it doesn't matter about that. Yeah, it came but, out on the 18th. But <laughs> because of like... Reasons. Yeah, it got pushed to the day after. And for me, the tune was just like a long time coming tune. Yeah. So prior to that, you know, everyone knew I could sing now. This yeah. Is, yeah. Everyone's known since 17. Uh, when I was at uni, I was doing, I had this YouTube account and I was just doing like songs, covers and stuff. So okay. people knew they could see like some sort of growth. Yeah. But then it was like, okay, when is he going to push out his own stuff? When's when his time? Gonna, yeah. Yeah. And I feel as though 2018 was the year in which I had to really find myself in the sense that I just graduated from uh, law. Yeah. I had every intention to do law. Yeah. So you oh. can never mess this guy around when it comes to music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally supposed to be doing a traineeship in Brussels um, for the European Parliament, but because of the love for music. I was doing music, but at the same time, I was depressed, I was confused. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was like, yeah, have yeah. I made the right decision? So I needed to let life happen. So I let life happen, um, made some mistakes, um, found myself, lost myself again, didn't know who the hell I was again. Yeah, yeah. And then finally with this song, I kind of felt like it was like, okay, you're putting me in the, in the right path now. I'm doing something. Yeah. Because with the song came management. Um, I found management and then it was like everything was just working so clockwork yeah it was like okay management okay you got a song let's do this okay release date is going to be this date so it's going to be like oh finally it's going yeah, to happen yeah. so the song was like unlocking unlocking a lot of doors yeah 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 because it was all in, in that year in that same year I came up with my name and Miko and that same year management came in the same year um, I was understanding who I was in the artist and the same year 
uh, I released that track. So it was like, okay, this has to happen now. Yeah, yeah. now or never. I, I think it's important, like, to for a lot of people listening right now, some of them are artists themselves. Yeah, to know that depression in music is a big thing. You know, oh it's so massive. Yeah. A lot. I feel like a lot of people underestimate how depressed some people are when they're making mm. music. Like, because a lot of people, even artists, DJs, the producers, yeah. the runners, anyone, they could be not where they want to be. Because especially for someone like you who has talent, you know where you want to be, mm. but you're not there. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> trying to get there. And is, worrying if you would ever get there. Ah, uh, you know. Thinking yeah. about if you'd ever get there, thinking about, you know, if you're... I don't like to think about it now because I'm so, like, tunnel vision, so focused on what I'm doing. Yeah. But back then it was just, like, so many doubts and just different voices in my head telling me, different things and on top of that you got other people around you telling you what they think that you should be yeah or how, what how they think you should sound and you're getting told all these things and you're in your mind you're just your mind is doing a madness you're like i don't even know who i am anymore like yeah. what's going on but i just needed time to kind of let life happen and just relax and say it's cool take each day as it comes yeah yeah and yeah, <laughs> you got this basically. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just one of them situations where, as you continue to rise and your stock rises, how are you going to deal with people that might want to put in the suggestions? Like, how are you with constructive criticism? Mm. Well, constructive criticism, I've always been absolutely fine with because it's for me, it's like I always want to improve myself, but it's when people are telling you things that aren't even constructive. Yeah. They just want to have their two cents. Yeah. That's when it gets difficult because you're not trying to help me. You're just trying to give your own opinion. Yeah. yeah. Trying to see some sort of evolution of myself. You're just telling telling me something mm. and it's like, okay, what now? Because I'm always looking to get better. I'm always looking to improve. So if you genuinely have a point, I want to know what it is as well. And I'm open, always open to it because the you guys are the consumers basically. Yeah. At the same time. So I need to know, you know, how to improve and get better. Exactly. I think, yes, it's about knowing who's helpful and who just needs to get, <laughs> delete yeah. and get out of there. I saw, I saw a tweet <laughs> that said, oh, you people that want to give constructive criticism, but you've never constructed anything in your life. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? To be fair, some people who can't sing are better as managers and, some, and so on and so forth. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. we can't give, we can't, like, I agree <laughs> with that comment, but I'm trying to play devil's advocate. You can't be too harsh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, wait, I'm not even going to lie. It's, it's a strong comment, but it's, it makes sense. Yeah. Are you done? Yes. Right, so upbeat mm. banger. Yeah. It was uh, featured on quite a few stations as well. Yeah, right. It's got a lot of love. Me still personally, he's my favorite track. Thank you. Right, upbeat R and B songs or upbeat mm. songs, I should say, not R and B. We just leave it as songs. Why? Why did I come get to that song? Yeah, because it's a, it's different. Because obviously we can talk about Carefree in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, again, it's all about the journey. So what happened is on Instagram. Also, another thing, social media is, was very key in kind of propelling me and creating a buzz around me because yep. I had an Instagram account maybe like every four weeks, three weeks of a cover, I mean, a freestyle or something. Yep. And I tried to make it more consistent. The moment I took a hold of my Instagram and treated it like a CV, things started to improve. So I used to do this thing called Friday Fills. Yeah. Every Friday. In fact, I did it last year from March all the way till December. So every single Friday, um, I release like a freestyle. It would either be um, a well-known song and I would just flip it and put my own lyrics. Yeah. Or um, I'd get a beat and just put my own lyrics on it. Or sometimes I might just do a well-known cover. Yeah. But majority of the time, and it was done on purpose, was my lyrics, my own words. But I just flipped, flipped it and made it my own. Um, 
And then one Friday feels I did. Um, this, was, this, this was a big one, by the way, people. This was a very, very big one. <laughs> I did a freestyle <laughs> to Masego's Tadao. Um, and then Masego saw it, commented on it on Twitter, and then people really liked it. So I was like, oh, maybe I should make it to a song. Yeah, yeah. So I only had like the first, like a minute of the song. So I only call you when it's early in the morning. Went to the studio. Um, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can never just sing yeah, and then try and go back and talk and shit away. Like that weren't good. Come on, <laughs> nah, that's oh, good. I went to the studio <laughs> to meet a producer that I had actually met on the first. That's my first encounter with him. Yeah, there was a guitarist that was in there. Just yeah. coincidentally, his name is Mafro, and he started playing a guitar. We were just vibes in. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this, and I felt. I started singing the lyrics of the song. Yeah. Within that day, we finished the song, completed it, produced it, all within that day. So it was like, and that was like my first encounter with that producer. Yeah. yeah. So the song, it just, everything felt right. Nothing felt, and it wasn't a hesitant, sometimes I yeah. hesitant about releasing songs. Didn't feel songs. forced or anything. No. Yeah. And I felt really good about listening back to my own stuff, because sometimes I have sessions and in the midst of recording, I'm enjoying it. And I go back and I listen to it, I'm like, oh, don't like it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But this was like, I, I always liked it and I was really like buzzing for its release. So because everything felt right, I knew it just, it just had to be released. And yeah. And I was even more thankful with the reception that it got as well. I mean, great song. Thank you. And I feel like, did you ever send that song to Masego? No, but you know what? I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm just giving out too much advice, you know. <laughs> oh, you're onto something. Yeah. I mean, I think the BPMs, I'm now speaking as a DJ, I think the BPMs are slightly different. I think your yeah, song's yeah. a lot faster than uh, Tadao, so yeah, yeah. I can't mix that for you as a off. Yeah. But I think it's one of those situations where you raise an interesting point about using your Instagram or social media as a CV. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they do do that a lot right mm. so i mean shaka had tribe tuesdays i, I think remember it was that called. yeah i think it was tribe tuesdays it was something or thursday it was yeah 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 it was tuesdays so obviously you got friday feels so i think it's interesting to see how people stand out from social media yeah. i think everyone spends a lot of time on there i kind of went off it for a while and was like i can't be asking this rubbish i came back on it now and i start to see a lot more yeah do you think that without social media you'd be where you are right now um I probably won't. I wouldn't have got to where I am now at the at the pace that I did. Yeah. Um. But I would have definitely, anyway, would have been leading, walking towards that, that yeah. direction. But I think social media just makes everything a lot more faster. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Interesting point. And precise. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the next one then, Carefree. Yeah. So this is a completely different, more stripped back. It reminds me a bit like um, you know, the artist Arileno. Yes. It's a bit like kind of his song Miles Away. Okay. It's a bit like. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, see, I was trapped into RB yeah, in the yeah. UK. But it's one of those situations where Carefree is a completely different vibe and it came up very soon after. So mm. I thought Are You Down was going to be a tune that he was going to work for at least a few months. Because mm. it's definitely like, as we get towards summer, I can see that being put on a lot of playlists. Mm. But that's the thing, like, the buzz is still going now. Yeah. We're still liking the song. Um, but yeah, with Carefree because of, uh, I really wanted to release a track on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I wanted to get my first visuals done. Um, we kind of said, all right, January. And because the buzz was still going, we were like, let me just put this song out there as well. Because we still want to be consistent. I didn't want to just let a song ride on the song for too long. Yeah. And then you get too comfortable. You're not really making material. You're yeah, yeah. To put out, so. so how often are you in the studio? Um, pretty much 
every week at least i try to go um every one or two weeks i go because i have more than one place okay. that i go to so within a week i might go three four yeah it depends because one thing i'm learning is that you you're this whole industry you're also depending on other people yeah so it's depending on people's time what they can do for you i've been very you know blessed enough to have people who are just willing to give up their time for free to help someone out because they believe in me yep. that much. So when that's happening, you've got to be really understanding of people's time. Yeah. Um, but the music that was more or less is every week just in the studio or if I'm not in the studio anyway, yeah. I'm writing music by myself or I'm doing something creative. So yeah, yeah. Um, if I said, even if I said seven days a week, it's like, okay, cool. But you know what's there yeah yeah what's the content it's like you know it's quality over quantity yeah i guess writing process then now, i've asked a lot of artists in my time about writing process and some people have said they like writing in the car other people say they like writing on the toilet okay. and i'm like fam i hope you have your child's on and off that's what i'm saying <laughs> like but what is your best process for writing um, i'm gonna disappoint you and say there is no i don't have a process my process is very sporadic yeah um, i'm quite energetic energetic person so i have to act on impulse yeah if i don't act on the impulse when i get it yeah i'll be in trouble <laughs> <laughs> um but i do like i do like writing in the dark okay i wrote carefree part of it in the dark writing in the dark how like, like in my room pitch black okay with your with a phone or with like pen and paper i'll be like typing it on my phone okay cool I'm gonna say, I, you can't see anything in the carefree dark. i typed actually on my laptop but, okay um, Sometimes if I've written a song or I'm halfway through a song yeah. and I want to see what it's like to perform it, I turn the light off, put the flash on on my phone to get that camera. Like, ambiance. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ambiance. <laughs> and I just perform it. I really love the dark. Okay. Sometimes I'll be in my bed. I'll just be on my phone, just chilling, whatever. Yeah. But I'll have the light off because I just prefer the light off. Have you ever thought about making a tune where it's very dark? I know, obviously, I'm just running off what you're saying, but... I feel like with these songs, obviously, yeah. Are You Down, very upbeat. Yeah. I can, just, I can see but, but loads of colours with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And then Carefree is a bit more mellow. Movie. I'm basing it off colours. I don't know why I'm doing colours right now, but I'd say it's like a blue. Okay, there was blue in the music video. So. There you yeah. go, see? And it's one of them situations where I feel like if you like writing in the dark, you should try and produce something that is very, not heavy, that makes mm. the person feel, oh my day, this is kind of long still to listen to, but people feel like, I don't know, pain or... It's so, funny you say that because I literally I've written a song and we've shot a video for it and it's in black and white. Um, that's all I'll say about the video. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. anything else. I'm not going to pressure you to... And the song is about pain. It's, it explores, as I told you earlier on, I yeah. had a lot of insecurities growing up. So it explores my, my youth, my childhood and the things that... The kind of things that you think about in your head and it's only when you get older and you realise that it wasn't... You, you shouldn't have been thinking in that way. Yeah, yeah. There was some trauma that you didn't even know you were going through so so don't worry it's coming back. it's coming i mean i'm just, I just trying to, try to fling ideas out there you're already one step ahead so no but yeah i do like yeah dark moods kind of moody kind of settings um but also like color yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm quite like a energetic vibrant person as well said that we're at all black yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm literally wearing black from head to toe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got, you got, it's this navy blue, right? Was that black? Is that like this? Is yeah, this might be navy. I'm wearing a red pattern shirt underneath it. Uh, but we don't see that. <laughs> no one saw that. <laughs> but I mean, like, no, like, it's interesting to see that because I don't think I think that's probably the most unique answer I've got in quite a while with that question. But a lot of people, actually, one thing I wanted to mention actually is you type your lyrics. Yeah, most people want to write their lyrics. Mm. Have you ever written your lyrics? I or? do write. I do write my lyrics. I was for carefree specifically. Yeah. Um, 
I typed it down because I really felt as though I was typing like an essay. Yeah. And when I was writing it, it felt like an essay because the words were just coming out and flowing down. Um, so I was like, let me continue doing this. Yeah. And I felt as though my, my fingers were just moving on its own accord. Like, and yeah, it just yeah. felt more natural. Um, Are You Down was, well, that was a freestyle. So the first minute of it was yeah. just, I only call you when it's early. And I quickly wrote it down after singing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kept on singing it in my head. Yeah, if you missed that, down. you can't get that back. So yeah. it really depends. Like, even my first track, half of it was written on my break when I used to work in JD. Yeah. I was in the park. I just said, okay, I've got time. Let, let me do it. The rest of it was in Brighton. Um, so <laughs> it really depends on where I'm at. But I know that once I get that urge and that spirit moves me, yeah. I have to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be on the bus and I'll be like singing out loud, like people turning around looking, but I don't care because I'm recording it, trying to get yeah. it onto my phone. I mean, it's, it's good like that, but yeah, you ought to get police <laughs> off with you. If it's like, there's a crazy guy on the bus, you know, like. No, no, no. I'm always, I'm like the same volume that I would sing in a performance is the yeah, same yeah. volume that I'm singing when I'm walking around. So I always get like, people either like, look back and smile and be like oh great voice or they'll be like what's going on like, look like, shall I tell you how you get away with that because you have a good voice yeah. you see there's enough people that might go Aah. it's like <laughs> hey yo but I do get people who actually stop me and they say wow like really good and then I even forget that I'm singing I'm just doing it all the time yeah, yeah. I don't know it's so talking about that and obviously random strangers in the street are now looking at you like oh this guy's got some sauce you know <laughs> this guy's alright <laughs> Are there any shows, like a headline show or something coming up for you? Because like, mm. how many songs have you really got out there now? That I got four songs that main out, ones, yeah, um, that are released, um, and then obviously I'm working on my EP, yeah, which is 2019 coming out this year, and then I've got more music that's coming out very soon as well. So yeah, um, it's just. Not released yet, <laughs> but I mean, you're wait, you're making people wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I released something in February, so there'll be something soon again. People are impatient, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, true. We're already looking. We're already halfway through February. It's almost March. I know. That's about the thing. It's very fast. But yeah. So do you feel like when do you think you'll be ready for a headline show? Maybe that's a bit a better question to ask. Um. Well, I've got a headline show on the 25th of February. Yeah. But this is it's like a. Showcase? Other art, yeah, showcase. So other artists, but I'm headlining. Yeah. Um, but an actual headline show. If even if my manager said to me now, yeah, do you want to start getting ready for a headline show? I'd be like, not ready yet. Okay. Um, because I am not where I want to be in the sense of buzz. Yeah. I think I need to get an even bigger kind of buzz and audience. Yep. Um, and then. A headline show but that could all be done in this year so by September you never know who knows what could, in six exactly. months time who knows where you're going to be but you know what I mean as soon as I'm ready for it and I feel as though um, people are engaged enough yep. then definitely well there's two things I can say yeah one you didn't tell me about the showcase uh, so I'm a bit hurt now oh like, no don't be hurt don't be hurt I can't believe that. it's all over my socials <laughs> I've been promoting it for the last two weeks. <laughs> Do you know what? I have been looking at your socials. I've liked most of the videos, but... Yeah, on Twitter as well. Oh, uh, you see Twitter, yeah. Uh, I really use that sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's a bit more spread. Instagram is where my hub is right now. Yeah, same. But it's one of those situations where I feel like, yeah, it's good that you're kind of, you're not looking to do that right now. I think because a lot of people, a lot of artists, when they haven't really got that many songs out, mm. say under five, they always tend to do a lot of covers mm. and shows. And covers are good, when you're on the come up, but when you're like, I'm an artist, mm. 
I feel like covers should be flung in more sporadic. But at the same time, if you're getting like someone like Masego to co-sign it, you better to start doing some covers as well. Mm, that's true. But yeah, I think I don't want to. I might like do a cover. Yeah. For shows, but for me, a headline show is like a showcase of your music and yeah, yeah. letting the people that support you listen to you live. Um, but even then, when I go to, um, I went to see Ray Black. Okay. And she did a cover. I was of Destiny's Child. I wasn't hating. I was like, yeah, this is yeah, good. Yeah. So it's just about ratio. Like, yeah. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do like four covers and two of your own. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? People show. be like, oh, why did we pay for this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, with your fan base, actually, yeah. let's talk about that. How active are you with them? Very, very active. Yeah. Um, again, as you said, Instagram is the hub. Yeah. Um, I think the interaction really grew from um, the Friday Fields. Yeah. And then from there, all the opportunities that I was blessed with kind of helped in bringing in more people into it to get the uh, Amico experience. Because I think people always say to me, um, wow, you have such an amazing voice and you're, and how come you're so nice? Like people can't fathom the fact that you can have this really nice R&B voice yeah, and yeah. be a nice person I mean, as well. Look, let's think about previous R&B stars, yeah? Okay, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I had a show at Notting Hill Arts Club and they were like, there's this one girl who was just so blown away. She was like, I just can't get over how nice you are. Yeah. After hearing your voice. Yeah. And I was like, raw. But on my Instagram, it's a very like, there's no like media is literally directing me towards the people who yeah, are yeah. engaging in and I'm very interactive so even if I, even if it's a story and I'm talking like, I'm talking to people yeah. I'm literally talking to them and asking them questions and things like that and so yeah I feel quite close to the people that I engage with and you know they're supportive of me and I'm supportive of them if that makes sense yeah I think that's the best way to do it because some people are very anti when it comes to a fan base and at the end of the day these are the people that are streaming your music yeah so, you have to put in the work man. you have to show the love and you get it back exactly now let's talk about something else that still to do with the topic what we're talking about yeah. but R&B right now right we're seeing a time where R&B is I feel like is on the verge of becoming what it was with new artists like yeah. yourself obviously thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it real too nice like obviously the other day LMA from the UK won a Grammy amazing she's crazy crazy August Alcina just dropped an album mm. and he's been gone for like a few years and we're getting a lot of UK artists who in my inbox I always get a lot of hip hop a lot of R&B Sorry, a little hip hop, a lot of trap, a lot of drill. Yeah. And R&B is starting to come through now. I'm like, yes, that person, I don't know where yeah. you're from, but whatever your name is, you're doing bits. Yeah. Why do you think R&B in 2009, end of 18 into 19, has become so prevalent and is doing so well? Um, I think there's uh, multiple reasons. One of the reasons is now people are making more quality music. Yeah. Because- Shout I, out everyone who wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think with R&B at the same time, it's so easy to just slap on a melody. Yeah. Um, and then make like a sing-songy kind of track. Yeah. But quality music comes from, you know, people who want to take time with it. And they understand that it's more than just singing a song. Yeah. Where's the passion? Where are you taking the song? What are you talking about? Yeah. How are you saying it? Um, and with artists like Tiana Major Nine, Kadeem Tyrell, um, Mahalia, yeah, um, you know the music now is, is quality, and it's given people the feeling that they used to have back in the day. Yeah, 
Uh, also, I think LMA is a big reason for that as well. People are now looking at LMA and saying, you know, she's a British act. Yep. We ride with her music, but she's thriving in America. I think it's mad though, with LMA just pausing your point yeah. there. Like, obviously, Mahalia, she's done very well. Brits, Critics' Choice nominee. That's very, that's a very good look. But LMA is like someone who a lot of people weren't playing her music until mm. booed up. And she had a 10,000 hours EP that came out end of 2017, I think it was, mm. early 2018. And she was grinding for a long time. I went, I went to DJ Mustard's show in 2017 and he brought her out. Really? And he was like doing a proper like, so if you think of DJ Mustard beats. This was in the UK? In the UK, XOYO. Okay. And uh, he brought her out and she started singing, but the vibe, it, it killed the vibe. And he literally just like, Stopped her singing and just went back and started playing music again. Stopped her. Stopped her. I literally her. just cut her off and was like, "Okay, cool, we go." Dun, 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 and just went back to his music. So wow, you can see where like the transition because R and B. A lot of people didn't have time for it, and like you're yeah. saying, because there's such a rich vein of people that are now coming through mm. and making music, you can't get away from it either. Mm. Not just like, you can probably avoid it like a quick one two bypass, but <laughs> in about six months' time, I feel like it's gonna be up there with everything yeah. else. I think the there needs to be a shift in the way we think and not think that you know only American artists can produce good R&B music. Yeah. It's not true. You just have to dig deep. And those people who are saying, um, yeah, we need to push R&B, go to the shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to the new up and coming art. Don't just say it. Don't just say, yeah, R&B here. Blah, blah, blah. If you're gonna complain about something, yeah, yeah, try and do something to make. Even if it's just like retweeting something say oh guys check this out yeah. this is an RB artist because I feel as though a lot of people are just chatting yeah but they're not actually doing anything to support the cause yeah a lot of people like to find a solution to, uh, don't like find an, ever find a solution to the problem yeah I think that's the problem that's the main problem yeah and people are saying that like, we don't have anyone pushing it well there are some taste makers Nadia J DJ Ace people were involved with BBC that are pushing through R&B so the the, the, the the push is there yeah yeah I think the main thing is the audience people now need to all push it together yeah yeah um, and I do think this year will be a good year for R&B yeah. and because there isn't really and I put in quotation marks really an R&B scene in the UK that's exciting because it means we get to create one yeah and on our own terms as well yeah so it needs something that needs to be done very carefully because yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to yeah, go yeah. left because the music industry is all about frequencies it can so easily go left I mean R&B I don't I don't want to I don't want to like annoy a lot of R&B lovers yeah. but I feel R&B is a very safe genre mm. I feel like the, you can't really go wrong with R&B you can sing poorly yeah. and you can go wrong there but like lyrics in it mm. how left can you go like I've never heard an R&B song annoy everyone I've heard the R&B artists annoy them yeah. but the lyrics are very much like Love, let's go key themes. Love, relationships, breakup, yeah. pain. Um, and then it, do you know what I mean? There's not, apart mm. there's other people with melody and they'll talk about trapping, but that's different. Like, <laughs> like Bryson Tiller. But yeah. it's one of them situations where like, do you think it can do what you're saying it can do soon? I or? think when I was, as in go left. Yeah, yeah. When I was thinking about going left, I'm thinking about, you know, somebody singing on like a, a drill beat. Or somebody, <laughs> <laughs> my eyes just popped out of my head, you know. Or like, I don't know why Godly came into my head. <laughs> I don't know, or just like watering it down. Yeah, because I feel as though we've done a lot of watering down of R and B here. Yeah, or just people who sing in general, um, and it's taking like quality singers like 
as I said, Mahalia, Georgia Smith, even you. Gray Black, you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of come and, and and change it. So I'm praying and hoping, and I do believe this year will be a good year for R&B. And even if I don't think people just get in their head that there's going to be some revolution this year, but mm. what's going to happen is the groundworks will be set in stone, so that will be a lot easier for the next year and the next year and the next year. Before yeah, you yeah. Know it, we have a really like profound R&B scene here, and people don't have to flee to America. Yeah, which I don't hate on. I understand why people are. You going. gotta get your love in somewhere. Yeah, and yeah, but LMA, watching her mm. is so inspiring. The sense that even when she speaks, you can hear that the English accent is there. Yeah, like, she's not it's hiding not even it. Like it's not even like semi. Is there? Yeah, she is from she's Britannia. From yeah, no. Grand Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's nuts. Yeah, and it's just about getting that song that really connects with the audience yeah and then now she's got a grammy that's crazy it's just imagine just waking up here just seeing the grammy in your house and you're just like yeah it's bad but let's bring it back to you right so you've said you got a new song on the way so your project's coming this year at some stage new music on the way more than one yeah 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 new music new music yeah yeah plural plural things plural right <laughs> but um yeah what else what else is there there must be something else coming like going around um, besides music, yeah, I act. Okay, um, so I've been doing some acting. Last year, I was in um, a production. It was like more like a Christmas sort of pantomime thing. Okay, but um, that actually opened another door opportunity. There was someone in the crowd there that heard me sing because it was like a singing. I sang um, "Try a Little Tenderness." Otis Redding. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna pretend like I know that song. Oh, okay. I know. I like. I know. It's a classic song. It's a classic song from him. Ah, yeah, I'm a DJ. I should but, know um, that. <laughs> I would love to get more into acting at some point when I've actually established myself as a as a singer first. Look, but, yeah, um, you could be as multitask as you want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the plan. I've always loved acting. Anything theatrical, I love. Um, but yeah, I just at the at the moment now, I'm trying to make a name on myself or let people know who I am because I feel as though. I know who I am now, so let me introduce. Now yeah. I'm comfortable with myself. Let me now introduce myself to the world, um, and make a change, make a difference, um, impact as well. I yeah. feel as though the way I felt growing up, I don't want it to be repeated by another person. Yeah. Looking up, like this is this is quote by um the late uh, Dr. Maya Angelou. She was talking about how when you make a certain f- public figure or somebody seem larger than life yeah um it makes people looking up to them feel as though they can never reach that 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 place she's yeah. referring to like martin luther king and i was like yeah it's so true and i don't want ever the younger generation to feel as though you see like success in somebody else you think how am i even going to get there yeah, yeah there's a process there's a journey um it's just about believing in yourself first yeah um so i really want to kind of Show that younger people who are getting into music and how they can get inspired, yeah, and not because especially with Instagram as well, mm. everything is larger than life. You see certain people and you think because on Instagram you're only going to be posting up your wins, yeah, never your losses, of course. Um, but people are human at the end of the day; they break down, and you know. So let people see that it can be done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of them situations where like. Some people post their losses. Some people show their losses. But I feel like with R&B and 
as a musician, it's the best way to do it. Because you could tell, change, bro, tell you, know, change that L into a W with a song that's catchy or just mean something. Do you know what I mean? But what, from what you're saying, would you say all of this to yourself as you are now? to your past self that was a bit more shy and didn't want to come out because I feel like this is just great advice for anyone yeah um, I feel as though a lot of people believed in me before I believed in myself yeah and you know people will always say things like but your voice is so good your voice is so great but it doesn't matter how you feel about yourself is not going to change um, unless you make that change it doesn't matter what anybody else is telling you yeah yeah so um, from for like people growing up is more about that belief in yourself from such a young age yeah because then you're only going to get better if you have that even if it's just an inkling of belief yeah the older you get the more you grow in your in your in your in yourself but i feel as though i kind of caved in and didn't allow myself to do the things that i needed to do that were going to help me become more confident yeah because it was it was sorry to interrupt, it was like it was mainly the music thing because mm. i was still this sociable person but yeah, i was yeah. still very it's like elephant in the room, but it's only your room, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I That's, think I like that. It's yeah, man. I've got quotables for days. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But I feel like it's been a really interesting talk because we've gone through your music, we've gone through like the the person behind it. Because it's always interesting to know why are you making these tunes. Yeah. Why are you making these songs? What's the purpose? Who are you? These things have to get addressed. You know what I mean? But I feel like for you like the only way is up there is there is no other way <laughs> it's the only way is up like you know it might be a, a situation in six months I might be like yo come through for another interview I'll be like sorry man man's in LA man's in LA right now oh if I'm abroad I thought you were going to say something like I'm like no I'm just not going to come that would never happen thank you for coming through today thank you for having me and uh, yeah where can people find you um, so you can find me on so on Instagram and Twitter it's Amiko Music underscore that's E-M-I-K-O Music underscore um, on SoundCloud as well Amiko Music and then just all major streaming platforms Amiko E-M-I-K-O around all of, all of those there you go now we got one more tune we can play on the show and uh, yeah what are we going to play what are we going to play for the people um it's only right that I picked Carefree because I just released the visuals for that on the 14th of February um, so yeah guys enjoy it's a beautiful love song perfect for cuffing season in this cold weather so get your loved one get warm and enjoy Carefree Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.